And with that being said, and with that being said, with that being said, and with that being said, with that being said, I'm really thankful I, I got that chance to go play at K State. With that being said, with that being said, thank you all. And with that being said, with that being said, I am. Hey. And now, with that being said. Hey guys, welcome to our Five as One podcast. And with that being said, I wanted to throw it over to my co-host, Gerald Foster. Gerald, welcome. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? It's going to be a good day. Hey, we got a lot of connections going on in this show tonight. Um, I've got Gerald, who played for me in 2020 in the XFL. And uh, and I've got another spring football phenom uh, who's doing his thing right now for the Washington Commanders. But I was blessed to be able to coach uh, in a number of different spring leagues. Um, unfortunately the two leagues that I coached both you guys in never made it through a full season one time because of COVID and Jared, I coached Jared Jones Smith in the Alliance of American football back in the day. What was that? 2019. We were, uh, with the San Antonio commanders and Jared is now, how about this? He's with the Washington Commanders. So he was a mander from day one. Welcome to the show, Jared. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Listen, it's crazy how it comes full circle like that, I mean. <laughs> No doubt, man. Now, it, give you a little background. I wanted to just kick this show off because we got a lot we want to talk about. Um, you've had a well-traveled football career. You're from – are you from Philly, right? Uh, well, can't believe like, Jersey, but went to high school in Philly. Philly was pretty much my second home. Got you. And you ended up going to Pittsburgh, played at Pittsburgh from 13 to 17. Yeah. And then, all right, so I'm going to try to get all these right here. So you've had a lot right. of stops, a lot get of stops right. on the world tour, man. So went to the Houston Texans, undrafted free agent, went to the Houston Texans. Yeah. Then you were with me with the San Antonio Commanders and the AAF. Yes, indeed. Yep, and we were running the show out there, and they, you know – Unfortunately, the league got defied. Hey, by the way, you like the hat? Oh, I love it. I, I noticed. Hey, I, I see the hat and I see the helmet in the background. That's right, man. I, I walked out of there. I walked out of there with that helmet. When they told us that the the league was shutting down, there were some sticky fingers, and uh, I was getting some memorabilia. And little did I know it was going to be over in a heartbeat, and uh, led me to really my opportunity with the XFL, and end up coaching Gerald the next year down in Tampa. So. It's all a blessing. Even more sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> definitely have to have some because I'm definitely made that same 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 choice walking out the exit. Well, I said, yeah, whatever I can take, I'm taking. Hey, we're just sports memorabilia hogs, you know. You got to Hey, this stuff's going to be worth something someday on the black market one of those days. So, um, so you were in San Antonio with us, and then you ended up signing. Was it with the Dolphins? Yeah, I signed with Miami uh, right after that whole thing kind of collapsed. Right. Then, okay, from the Dolphins, you ended up with the Niners. Yeah. Then the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Then you landed with the Ravens. Yeah, I just did with them. And then XFL happened. I talked to you into playing in the XFL, right? Yes, you did. You were the very – Hold on the day I got cut from Baltimore, you hit me probably like an hour later. You didn't want to hear it from me, though. <laughs> not in the moment. No, <laughs> you're not. You're, you're, gonna tell me, 
he's the first person you talked to. I hit him up. You didn't you didn't even pick him up. I That's literally what I said. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm mad at where I'm mad right now. I'm mad. I'm mad at myself, Jared. I'm mad. I did not get you. So you ended up getting picked up by the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yes, sir. So played for the St. Louis Battlehawks and um and um uh, Coach Anthony Becht um paid played for uh Who's your uh, Pat Perlis was your line coach. Dave Bowler, who was the GM, he had been with the San Antonio Fleet back in the day with the AAF. Oh, so we'll get some we'll get some XFL stories. So you did that. What you were like all league in the XFL? Yeah, all league. And crazy enough, I got suspended for two games and still made all XFL. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one, Ger- Gerald. He got my man got suspended for protecting his teammates. Oh man! Woo! Yeah, yeah. That's a story. Yeah. And then and then you rolled this into the, uh, an opportunity with the commanders. So this has been a, a long winding road. You've had that uh, you've had that passport stamped a lot of times. You signed a lot of contracts, and you are still chasing this thing. I was looking you up, and I found some uh, some pictures of you back in college. Looks like your hair's a little different than back in the day. You didn't have a whole lot up there. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's grown a lot since the last since the that's. <laughs> I, well, I had a lot more hair in college, so I'll just say we've all changed. We've all changed just a little bit, just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. I'm just hoping I don't change like that, Jaime. I, I love you, brother, but I'm gonna tell you the God honest truth. God gave me a hairline, and I'm hoping He keeps it for me. Oh, I, I don't know. Just keep, let me keep it as long as I can. You guys are going strong, so I gotta live. I gotta live vicariously through you too. So. Hey, so let's backtrack. You end up going to Pitt. Why'd you go to Pitt? Um, there's probably three reasons that stick out the most. Um, the kids that I was coming in with, like I had met a couple um, during the All-Star games, like Chesapeake Bowl in the A33 game. Um, and just our vibe and our chemistry together, it was just, yeah, it felt right. It felt like the right thing to do. Um Second would probably be the coaching staffs. Um, like I was being recruited by Wisconsin at the same time, which is very big for sending that O-line into the league or anything like that. Um, but my coach that I was being recruited by at the time was uh, Jim Huber, who had coached pretty much all the, the Joe Thomases and everybody that came out of Wisconsin. Uh, so to me, it made sense. I was like, I don't have to go all the way out there when I can stay closer to home and get coached by the by the great legend himself. Um and three of you, um and probably the most important, um they respected my mom. Um like I remember throughout that old probably one thing that said I throughout that old process, um, because I remember my mom asked one of the coaches from Vanderbilt why he chose things like UMass out of all out of all the other schools that he went went to and he said that that they respected his mom. Uh, like being only child, being raised by a single mom, you know, if you're not gonna respect her, how can, you, how can I expect you to respect me? Uh, and Pitt was the only school where it was like, if she called and they didn't answer, they called her right back next day or soon as they could. Like it was always, there was never any miscommunication on anybody's part. They were always very clear as to where 
we stood together as if she had any questions, you know, they were always able to make things work out. Um, and then I know that's big. I know that's big for you, man. I know how important comfort level and family is for you. Cause that's something we talked about in San Antonio, how important family is and how close you are with mom and your family situation and everything. And I know you want to be around people that, have your best interest absolutely and that that's that's a huge reason to pick a school and you know that's a big reason why we ended up picking kentucky for walker my son he's playing at kentucky right now it's all the way across the country but you know you got to go make your own way you got to do your own thing but you got to know that it's around people that have your back so i i totally get it on that Absolutely. You know, same thing as a parent for her. It was like she had to feel safe with the people that I was going to spend the next four or five years with. So, you know, and it's crazy that um, crazy story that's kind of related, but not related. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I played all types of sports, football, basketball, track and field. Uh, So I want to say it was my junior year. Um, I'm at a track meet um, and uh, I'm not really, you know, me and one kid, we're throwing the javelin. We just kind of start having conversation. Top of enough, nothing serious. We look up. It's probably the one track meet my dad came to when I was in high school. Like my football games, dad came to all of them. But track meets, a little bit, a little if you, but it was the one meet that I vividly remember I'm coming to. Mm-hmm. And he's in the stands, and we look up, we're like, oh, Ironically, that's the kid who, who I've been sitting there talking to the old track meet. That's his dad. So we go up there. We get, you know, we're walking back up to our parents. And his dad is the uh, the kid whose dad, my dad's dad was talking to. His brother is the O-line coach that's recruiting me from Pitt. No way. Funny, it's the funniest thing. Like, he, like my dad, because I remember my dad walked up all happy. So guess what his brother is? I'm like, who? The, he's like the O-line coach from Pitt. I'm like, that's crazy because I just talked to him the other day. He's coming through like at the end of the week, come have a conversation with me. Like craziest thing. Um, like my dad never met none of the coaches from Pitt before he passed. Um, but that was the one place I knew he wanted me to go. Like, hey, that that is like a connection that it just makes it feel right. You know, yeah. that's just one of those things you're like, the stars aligned with that connection and just that meet. And that just gives you peace of mind to say, yes, this is the right decision. So I take it no regrets going to pit whatsoever. No, none whatsoever. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I, I enjoyed all five years. Um, you know, great friends, great connections that last a lifetime, you know, so I don't regret anything about it. Did you play a couple different positions there? I mean, did you kind of swing both tackles, play all across the O-line? Uh, I didn't actually play all across the O-line, but I definitely played both tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly left until probably my sophomore year. My sophomore year, maybe my racer, going into my racer sophomore year, was the first time I had to go play right tackle. Uh, and it was funny. Um, I was just about to ask. 
I was like, hey, I'm telling you, playing on the other side of that ball, I, I know that we're all taught we got to play all the positions. You know, you got to play left and right-handed. But, man, playing the other side, it's, it's a little so, It's so weird, like, especially when you've been, like, only on west side. Yep. Like, did you, my whole football career, up until I got to high school, I played defense. So I only played defense, DN, D-tackle. So the first time I played offense, I only learned left side. Left tackle, all four years of high school is all I did. So, like, the first time I had to go with right tackle, I never forget this. And it makes me laugh to this day every time. They called the play, and I said, what do I do on this? And they said the same thing you do on the left. And my mind could not fathom it. So, like, that, like you know that whole, like, five, seven yards between the huddle and the ball? I'm like, what do I do on the left side? <laughs> like, that whole walk, I'm just like, what do I do? Because those five seconds turn in about 10 hours. You're sitting yeah. there like, oh, this thing's about to snap. It's about to snap. I got to figure it out. Next thing you know, you just your quarterback says, hey, oh. <laughs> you just start moving. When, when you take a, a late step so you can see where the guard's moving, just so you guys can both be on the same way, you're like, I hope to God I'm going the right way. I hope, I hope that God I'm going. In the craziest part, you pay no mind to the defense whatsoever. You're like, why don't you? Am I going the right way? Okay, okay, we're going this way. All right, cool, 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 cool. Anything else, we'll figure out what we what we watch tape. We'll figure I out Because I already know, first thing Coach going to say, what is this, Coach? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We don't teach that technique. I know. Uh I love it, man. And now, and now what? Now you're playing some. Now you're playing guard. Look at you, right, left, inside, outside. You like pretty much everything but center. Everything yep. center at this point. Uh, hey, you you're too damn tall to play center. Let's be real. What six seven? Everybody said that because every coach, I'd be like, I'd be like, coach, let me try. I like, I did snap in fifth grade when I was in fifth grade. I took it. I did snap for like three weeks. I was a fifth grade. Hey, hey, no, they're, no, they're, they're, they're taking the snap like this. They're like, <laughs> we're at 80. <laughs> uh, they'd be getting underneath you with the uh, QB sneak easy. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you, I bet you've had, you've had some story. You've had a lot of different line coaches, man. You've had to adjust. You are adaptable, I would, I would say, would be an easy, description of you listen i I really have had some all my coaches like the first time i got the first time when i got to the league the first time the team told me to go to guard uh was actually san fran like my judo it was so 2019 was very wild year because mind you we had our season with the af and we were having a great run Oh, I wish we got to finish the season because we were having such a great run. Um, and I remember the Miami. I was so happy to. I was the one team I was happy to get cut from because Flores has just got there, and immediately he said, "Oh, he said, oh, I'm a dealer. I mean, gotta wear knee braces." Nah, uh. I don't want to wear knee brace no more. They they made us wear them in school. I don't want to wear it. Did you did you I wear them at Pitt? 
Yeah, we we wore them at Pitt. I was like, I don't like. Then I got hurt, so I had to wear one, and I was like, I don't want to wear one no more. My coach did the exact same thing, having us in knee braces all five years. You're saying like, hey, after you got done with the injury, you're you're just done with it. Going in Miami, and they're trying to make you wear all these knee braces and stuff like that. Um, as a guy that ended up, I I, I had an MCL. <laughs> That would be the only knee injury I have. What uh, what exactly happened to you? Why why are you so against the knee braces? Oh man, oh, I dislocated my knee, tore three out of my four ligaments. The only thing left taking on was my MCL and meniscus. Uh, I think I tore like two muscles. Uh, it was it was really bad. Um, Sounds like it. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, they they said it had the bone. So the way the bone dislocated, it was sitting in the artery. Um, and they said another 10 minutes, and they might have had to cut it off. Mind you, I think I, my job was like 19 at the time. So, like, you know, 19, I just played the year before. Like, I didn't start, but I played. I was projected a third round pick on in this year. I was supposed to be a starter. And then you tell me you might have to cut my leg off. It was like everything just. Now, what year were you at Pitt when this happened? Were you young still? I was going into my G. I was going into my research sophomore year. Gosh, anybody though. Right. Yeah, and that was was the year Coach Chris had just left. So now Doozy had just got there. Like, we had just had a whole new, like, all spring, whole new coaches staff, like the whole new offense. Like I said, I was supposed to be the starter on the right side. And, yeah, that whole thing just kind of happened like that. Um, middle of the summer, literally, like, June 24th, 2015. Got it down to the day. How about that? Oh, and, as the so, life changing day, I would never forget that. So, okay, so you rehab, you get surgery, you rehab, you you miss the whole season. Yeah. How long did it take you? So you ended up wearing knee braces the rest of your college career. When you ended up going to the NFL, where you like, okay, I'm finally free. I want to be able to run. I want to be an athlete. I want to go out and do my thing. Did you right away say no knee brace when you were? going through combine when you went to the Texans your first year? Nah, I was – so physically, it took me a year to get over it. Mentally, it took me a good couple years to, like, quite honestly get over it. It took me up until uh, San Antonio. If I be in all honesty, uh, I mean, like, it took up until San Antonio. Like, that was when I stopped wearing a knee brace completely. Because I don't remember you wearing one. Yeah, like I wore one night camp and then okay. way through camp I stopped wearing it and at okay. a like my my mental confidence just took off and that was all she wrote and I haven't worn one since. Like, I remember that being like a big thing. Our uh, trainers they told us because after I had my MCL and I had to get it all screwed back on doing all that stuff, they were like your 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 knee is fine, but I know what's going to be hard is you trusting that your knee is fine. It doesn't matter how many times we say it. It's about you believing so that you can play the way that you used to play, you know, and that's, 
that's the difference. That's such a big difference. Just your own mindsets. And, you know, even if you, even if it doesn't hurt, you start thinking that it hurts. So then it starts to hurt, you know, it's crazy. It really is. It, it, it really is. And they're always constantly worried about hurting, especially like when it's a ligament, like, that was one thing me and Nick were talking about, like when we first, uh, you know, kind of had some free time to get to just kind of get to know each other. Because Nick, like, I dislocated my knee, whereas Nick shattered his his leg. Like, so he's, he's talking about Nick Gates. Yeah, so he's got like a metal rod in his leg. So like to him, he could never break that again. So he's he don't even think about it. Where I'm like, nah, if I take the wrong step or it. It twists a wrong, a wrong way, and my mind, everything just popped again. Like, if you know, you take a certain wrong step, you know, so you're always thinking about it. So it's like to get to, a, like I said, for me, you figure the injury happened in 2015, and lastly, it didn't happen until 2019. For me to like really get over it eventually, I was like, yeah, it, it takes a long time. That kind of reminds me about our experience in San Antonio with the Alliance of American Football. You had a ton of, and I, I don't mean to say this the wrong way, you had a ton of potential. And now it was like, okay, this guy needs to get snaps. He needs to play. And I thought every game you got better. And it now makes sense to me down the road to say, you really started trusting your knee. You trusted your leg. You trusted to say, I'm going to take the brace off and I'm going to play. We ended up playing eight games. Um, and I think you didn't start in the opener. I think I rotated a bunch of guys. And then once you played well in the first game, I was like, I can't take them off the field. And then each game, just more and more and more, you were kind of like locking it down on the left-hand side. So we went, what, five and three, won eight games. We were start. We had like two more to go in the regular season. Then they ended up pulling the plug. the The league kind of folded just with financial issues. But it was a great opportunity for the guys on our team yeah. and our head coach Mike Riley, who you know coincidentally was at Nebraska. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say all these touches because that, and then because uh, what with the AAF, you would have known. Wouldn't have been Jordan McRae would have been the center. He was in Orlando. Or was he in Orlando? Oh, he was on the Orlando team. So there was a lot of guys that had gone in the AAF that ended up bouncing around, ended up coming back to the XFL. So I'm sure you guys know a lot of people. We already referenced friend of the program, Nick Gates, who played with Gerald at Nebraska, and you're with now with the Commanders. But, like, a guy that's still playing right now who was our backup quarterback, Logan Woodside. And Logan was, like, same thing, kind of – started playing kind of didn't really get a whole lot of time till maybe week two or week three. And now he's, st- is he still in Tennessee? Nah, he's, he, he's with Atlanta right now. He's back. Oh, that's right. He's with the Falcons. So he was with Atlanta last couple or sorry, uh, Tennessee last couple of years and then just landed in Atlanta. And like my man was our third quarterback and he's just one of those guys that used the spring leagues to give himself the opportunity to get film, play ball, just like you guys both did. And uh, the Alamo Dome was a pretty cool situation. Like, we we had that thing rocking down in the dome down there. Listen, that, that's why the San Antonio Brahmas, I'm like, listen, they could never be what we were. That 
they could never be us. That I'm like San Antonio always has a special place in my heart. That and place was just, so much fun to coach, man. Oh. That that crowd, that community, they loved ball. And okay. yep, they had a they had a franchise in the XFL. Um, but when I looked up there, when Arlington, when we played San Antonio this year, I saw a bunch of people wearing Commanders jerseys, and they were like yelling at me, like they were they were psycho fans. Yeah. They knew they, they, they knew they, that I had coached there. Years ago, it. it was crazy, man. Yeah, they still remember it. Like, now, did you play there? Did you play in when you were in the XFL this past yeah. year? Did you play down in the dome? Wasn't that your first game? First game, yeah, San Antonio. First, first game and first comeback win of the XFL season. <laughs> Is that? Yes. Did, you, did y'all have the overtime? Nah, it wasn't. We had the first overtime, but it wasn't until we played Vegas. I got you. We we had we were down. That's right. You guys had a big comeback. Yeah, we were down. I think it was like nine to like three or like twelve to like six or something like that. We scored like fifteen points, like in the last two minutes or something crazy. You went for the fourth and fifteen. You guys got it done. And that was it. That was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I remember you talking about that, Jaime, because you were like, "This is like we we pretty much broke all that down." So you're like, "Wow." Look at look at football footballing in uh in the springtime, which was great to see. It was it was fine. It was time. Now you guys did a good job over there, you know, with your time in St. Louis. Um, you know, springboard is you this opportunity now. Jared, Jared, do you have Gerald? Jared, I knew I would do it. Gerald, I knew Jared, I would do Gerald, it. Gerald. Too many Gerald's. Too many Jareds on this damn show. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Jared, if you had any advice, so you've been around the block. You've been on one, two, three, four, five, I mean, six, seven NFL teams right now. You've done two spring leagues. You've been through the ringer at Pitt, right? You've been through injuries. If you had, and with that being said, any advice for yourself 10 years before when you were in high school, you know, what would you have done differently? Who would you have listened to? Um, any advice you have for like our listeners, the kids that we train, um, anybody, any parents out there? But and with that being said, you got anything you would drop to to any anybody ten years prior? There's a couple of things. Uh, one would just be. Then believe in yourself. Um, that's number one in this game. You're not gonna get far if you don't believe in yourself. Um, you know, this game is sixty percent mental, forty percent physical. If you really be honest, like the mental days are really the tougher days in this business. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to open your mouth. You know, if you not if you don't necessarily agree with something, and, and you know, always be hungry, always be hungry to learn. Um, whether it's football, business side, because there's a lot that goes into this. Um, you know, a lot of my coaches the past couple years, um, XFL and NFL have all been former players. Um, so just being able to learn, you know, from them, from the player's standpoint or from the coach's standpoint, 
You know, you start to see and understand the game a little differently. You understand what goes into it. So, you know, sometimes as a player, you might question why coaches do certain things. But then when you start to sit down and talk to them and understand how their mind works and the difference from being a player and being a coach, okay, then you start to understand it a little bit better. You know, just always be being willing to write, you know, even outside of football because, you know, life is bigger than football. Life is life is more than football. Um, you know, something I've been going through the last year and a half, two years is, you know, what is life without football? Um, you know, I'm something that I'm sure both of y'all went through at some point still probably did a little, a little bit from time to time. But yeah, that's just been my, you know, what it's like without football, you know, where I'm at mentally, just so. Yeah, I kind of got off on the tangent there, but that's no, passion, that's, man. That's passion because yeah. that's the thing. I you always played with passion, you know, and you bring that to the locker room. You bring that to the O line. You brought that to the meeting room. Because this means something to you. And we talk to the kids that we train. Don't let football use you. Use football to open up avenues for the rest of your life, whether it's a relationship with a coach, with a teammate. You guys both know Nick Gates. Uh, I mean, like I ended up coaching you, Jared, Jared, and then had Brian Folkerts again in the XFL this past year. Like he's a guy that I helped get into coaching and then he said, hey, I might want to dust it off. And lo and behold, he's back playing again after being a six-year NFL vet. So those relationships go a lot further than the meeting room. You know, and for us to talk, like we text each other, but we haven't talked in a hot minute. And it just feels like we're back in 2019, back again. You know, those relationships are something that you can never lose. Same, same with you, Gerald. Yeah, that's a, him saying stay hungry, not only on the field, but also, you know, just understanding that you can try to be the best you, not only on a football field, but off the field, being able to well manage your time, being able to see, you know, what am I able to do to better myself in every aspect of my life? That's that's the kind of stuff I think a lot of these young guys need to hear. They need to understand, like, football, I mean, God blessed us all, all three of us with years and years and years of the good game, right? But uh, who knows? You know, you never know how your uh, season's going to go. You never know how uh, if that's the last season that you're going to play. So you just got to take advantage of the time that you got and enjoy it. I love hearing that. Absolutely. I, you know, that's something I tell Tuddy Younger that the gym that I work out at, like, you know, they always come up and ask me, you know, what's the biggest difference between college and NFL? I'm like, quite honestly, it's the free time. Like, once you get out of practice, you don't have class and no study hall, ain't no hard or homework. Nah, you, it's free time. It's, it's you and whatever you do when you go home at night, you know, play video games, take women, whatever you do is what you do. And it's just like, nah, it's really just a, that off that off that time away from football is really you 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 don't understand how big it is until it's really just 
you sit in your apartment with your video game or your your laptop for hours on end, and you are like, dang, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, like, yeah. And that that's one of the things being proactive with the time you do have when you're away from ball. You know, whether it's in season, off season. I could tell you, you're a guy that takes your training seriously. You know, I mean, you have worked hard to get where you're at now. Um, anything that you've done differently throughout all your stops, throughout the places you've been, that you've kind of changed in your training regimen with how much, you know, whether it be diet or where you train or who you train with or where you train, anything that you're kind of doing different now than you did maybe coming out of school? Um, back, I'll probably say I'm back with the people that got me to where I was to begin with. Um, you know, kind of coming out of school, not knowing much, and being undrafted, you know, kind of in this bubble of, oh, I got to do, you know, what, what such and such is doing. I got to, you know, I got to stay working out here. I got to work out here. You know, I just kind of got into a mode of uh, I'm gonna do what got me. I'm gonna go back to to what I know, what I what works for me. Because um, you just like I said, kid, everything's not for everybody. Um, like I know what the things I've incorporated uh, since 2019 when we met first met had me. Uh, you know, I got back, I got in the boxing, boxing is very just being all conditioning and you naturally got to keep your hands up. Cause I'm like, one of the things Coach Huber said that like made offensive line play just click to me was you're playing defense with your feet. Cause I played basketball. So you play defense with your feet and then you just start jabs with your hands. And it just made so much sense. I right. love that. I love it that, is. man. I don't know that I've ever heard that before. I mean, I've heard I was about to say, about moving your feet like you're playing basketball, it, but to tie it all together like that, that's a nice analogy. Look, and that, that's the way I've always looked at it because I'm like, for me, I was a basketball player before I was a football player. Like, if you would have asked me, Hooper, Hooper. <laughs> like, if you would have asked me, like, eighth grade, ninth grade, I'm finna be Hooper. Then, like, sophomore year, I realized LeBron's 6'8". I'm 6'4". He plays at 3. I play the 5. If Unless I grow another 5, 10 inches, I got to learn some different skills in terms of basketball. You got to find me in this point. It's not going to work out. Football... <laughs> Football is gonna take it might football gonna take me a little bit further. Basketball, I might go D two, D three, football, D one, easy. I'm happy you learned a lesson better than I did. I mean, I'm sitting at six three. I was like, this six three five, I still got it, baby. I'm, I'm still gonna bring it across. I still got it. Man, I remember I ran into uh, back in high school. We played these seven foot like a seven footer. My God, I had never been more like, okay. Yeah, this ain't my sport. I was like, I, I love this sport. Somebody take your heart away real quick. You see something? What you be like? Uh, uh-uh. you go. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, good for you, big dog. Take my jersey. What I what I get? My jersey. My jersey. <laughs> 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 
Hey, it's all academic. When you start looking around at more opportunities, there's more chances to play playing O line, right? Look, I start and hey, look when all the kids that I play ball with can start windmilling. I said, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, I still got the basic white hair package and two hair road razor at this time. He no. said, <laughs> I got the starter packs. I'm sorry. I got the spider package at 2K. <laughs> nah, no, as if I can hear shots. I'm like, okay, we got that, coach. Nope. I'm going to take this as a chance to to do one of our sponsors. We, uh, out here in Colorado, we work with a place called Fix Sports. Um, they're located in Monument, Colorado. Um, they would be um, definitely in our eyes, and I feel – for everybody that works out in the Monument to Colorado Springs area as the number one uh, performance uh, facility, take your skills to the next level uh, with the proper training in muscle activation, nutrition, physical therapy, and sports performance. Ask the staff of FIX about their off-season training program. And uh, if you just want to get better, go to FIX if you're in the area. And if you're not, make your way. Drive. It doesn't matter. You got to be with the best if you want to be the best. Hey, we're gonna have to talk to you guys at Fix about putting a hoop up with all this talk, Gerald. They got the they got the hoops out there. Don't worry, uh-huh. I need. I, I can show you. I know they got the gym next door, but like, you know, half the time there's pickleball being played on that gym court. But um, you know, you don't believe it. We 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 might need to get a, a pickup game with the boys out there with some uh, some of our off season training. But right now it's getting playoff time in high school football. Like it's getting big time right now so there's some big focus on the training guys are getting after it first round second round of playoffs all over the country and a lot of the guys that we're training with um since you threw out a sponsor i gotta hit one too and one of the guys that i met when i was coaching in arlington this past year went to the o-line mastermind summit with duke mannyweather uh clint anderson and he trains at uh his company lineman performance academy so he trains uh, the likes of Creed Humphrey, Lane Johnson with Philly, uh, a bunch of Oklahoma grads, but also works in the DFW area with his five strong training and uh, his lineman performance academy. And you guys have probably seen some of the gear. Uh, we use it with our five is one training with the torque wheel and the suit bone. And so we use it with our training. Want to thank Clint for uh, supporting five is one and our training with what we're doing with the kids uh, out here in Colorado and Jared there's some expansion going on man we're going to have some five is one training going on out in the Carolinas back in Texas I think we've got something going potentially up in uh, uh, up in Oregon we got some stuff talking about in Cali again so five is one O-line training I know you've got one of the original shirts we we got the uh, commanders uh, back in the day with the uh, San Antonio Commanders, one of the five is one logos. We had the uh, the Manders Grunt Squad and uh, had our gear, the undershirts that we had the boys rocking. So everywhere I've ever coached, um, unfortunately not at Tampa because COVID. <laughs> COVID I was like, off. as you said that, I was like. Everywhere I've ever coached, pretty much. But COVID kind of crushed that before the T-shirts came in, Gerald. But you got plenty of swag. Um, oh, yeah. But that's one of the things that, that that I believe. That's why I love coaching the offensive line. Because you may have five really good players, but it's got to be the five best in your unit that makes a great unit on the offensive line. And uh, I love coaching the position. I love 
the opportunity and the memories that we've had together, Jared coaching you in San Antonio, seeing you do your thing. And I screwed up. I didn't draft you. You know, we were such a low draft pick in the XFL. I couldn't get you in 2023. I was lucky enough to coach Gerald in 2020. So I had some time with both you guys to be able to do your thing. But I loved our groups. I think we had fun groups. And I try to coach it. I try to hold guys to a high standard. But also, I want our players, I want the players that I coach to be able to speak their mind and not come in a meeting room and feel like they can't have anything to say. Whether it be scheme, technique, drill work, I want guys to be invested in what we do. Just being able to be in a meeting room where you feel relaxed and you know that the questions that you ask aren't going to be judged, they're going to be accepted, and people are just trying to look for the same information, right? That's that's like such a such a big thing because I don't know for for anybody that you know has played as a, you know trying to play football as a rookie or it's your first year in college things like that and you're trying to uh, you're just trying to get the information that you you need to try to be a better player it's a little nerve wracking it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard to take yourself you know out of that oh I'm going to sit in the back and not talk to then being able to kind of move forward and be like all right you guys most of you probably know the answer to this but I still don't know it and I need somebody to give me clarification and uh yeah no that was something I felt like we had for the Vipers definitely uh we're probably just like uh the commanders with you know the age differences we had some some of the old 32 year old guys and then we had the 20, uh, 23, 24-year-old uh, guys mm-hmm. in the same room all just trying to uh, get in there and just be the best we could be, which I, I think I think that's probably the biggest thing that the XFL, AF, um, USFL, that they do well is that you can just see that all these guys are trying to take another step. They all want to keep that journey going, and because of that, it's a lot of fun football and it's a lot – a lot of good people all together at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's crazy. When I got to the NFL, I got back in the NFL. Everybody always asked, you know, so how was that? Like, how was that? And I'm like, just being brutally honest, it's it's a lot of fun because there's no politics. There's no contracts. There's none of that involved in it. Like, when we got to the XFL, our like ROC, uh called Bruce was literally every day make us be like, What's your why? Like, what's your story? Like, why are you here? So it was like, no matter if you were old, young, we all understood everybody's story. And it's like we're all here just to play ball. Whether it's for I just want to play it just to make myself feel good. My I want my kids to watch me play. I want another opportunity. It didn't matter what it was. We all just wanted to play ball, and it just made it that much easier to put it all out there. And yeah. uh, you know, if we if we get opportunity, we get opportunity. If we don't, we get to run it back next year with the same group of guys. So let's do it. So that was that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about our time in San Antonio. Like everybody got a chance to sit, stand in front of the room and just the O line room and talk about what's their why, what's their family, what's their reason. We did the same thing this past year in Arlington. That's one of the things I regret not doing with our group in in Tampa. Uh, you know, just doing like a dedication day or or giving the guys just an opportunity to talk about what got them here. And you know, I try to do that with most of the groups. And 
we had a really special bond in in, in uh, Arlington this past year, and we'd go out like you talked about. You guys went to the movies on Thursday night, you know, and I just said, "Hey, you guys want to go grab something to eat?" And I know they spend enough time with me that the players sometimes want to get away from the coaches, and that's totally understandable, you know. But to like take the O line out, we would go to um, Vaqueros Texas Barbecue up in uh, up in Grapevine. And uh, those guys took great care of us, Trey and his staff. So I want to shout out to one of our sponsors, Trey, at Vaqueros Texas Barbecue. They would hook up the offensive line. We go up there Thursday nights. You know, sometimes they got they got into those tacos pretty hard, and they were like, "Coach, it's kind of rough on Friday practice." All of a sudden, we get after those tacos, and it's like <laughs> some of those meetings were rough. They were like, "Coach, I need a bathroom break before we can get in these meetings." I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but shout out to my guys up in Grapevine, not only uh, Vicaros Texas Barbecue, then they're opening a new location in 2024 um, and uh, up in Allen at the Waters Creek Village, but also Hop and Sting Brewery. They took care of the uh, the XFL champion, Arlington Renegades. So I know. Oh, oh, oh. Jared, he's been waiting to say it. Hey, man. Like, hey, hey, man. They didn't get that. They didn't get the playoffs. He, he's been holding this one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he oh. held that one for a good while, too. I was waiting. That was a wild really lead. had to do that one, man. So for this last uh, question, it's going to be sponsored by uh, Ray Crowther and Tip of the Spear uh, Blast Shields. They're uh, one of our sponsors. Um, they allow our coaches, players, to take the most dominant uh, techniques in the game into their own hands and uh, do it during practice and training sessions. So uh, shout out to them. The last question is, um, well, it's more me asking, what would be your last two cents? The last two cents that you would put into the pot that you want to give to to younger guys that you want to give just to uh, the people who are listening. What would what would it be? It could be about a line play. It can be about the you know the rooms that we've been talking about being out there. If I'm going to throw a hook or a jab, if it gets into a fight, whatever you want it to be, you just tell us. If you're going to follow that, make sure it's the right vet. Um, and what I mean by that, the guy that shows up, oh, and the guy that shows up and is consistently good, consistently good on film, consistently doing what he needs to do off the field. Um, that's Larry. And then if you are going to fight, Keep your helmet on. Make sure that helmet gets off so you can throw the punches easier. There he is. And if it's not going to come off, open head. Open head. Yeah, you better protect him. You better not be busting any fingers, busting any knuckles, getting caught in the face mask, right? Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't hey. afford to lose the knuckle trying to punch somebody in the face. That face mask is too hard. I don't know anybody that's going to have a longer reach than you, Jared. Come on now. Like, you got that wingspan. You... Say, same wingspan as Dwight Howard. Same length as Dwight Howard. At least hey. That's why you're such a protector, man. That's why you're one of the best, man. And I appreciate you coming on and being a part of the show. Jared, I'm proud of you. I appreciate uh, you spending some time. I know it's getting late. You probably got practice first thing, meetings first thing in the morning. You got to get back to it. And uh, love seeing you out there doing your thing and uh, keep this thing rolling. And uh, with that being said, man, super proud of you. Thanks for coming aboard. Thank you, brother.
Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Definitely got to do this again. Uh, definitely have fun, a lot of conversations, a lot of stories. Um, but yeah, man, listen, appreciate you having me. Listen, that means a lot. Uh, you know, we got, like I said, we got some history, man. 2019, you know, we really got some some, some unfinished business, but <laughs> you know, we in our minds, we still know we're the champs, man. Yeah, they, they did some bogus rings for the uh, Coach Spurrier did some bogus rings for the Orlando Apollos of the unfinished um, yeah. Alliance of American football season. But, um, you know, I, I – We'll we'll see. I don't know if that will never finish, but a lot of those guys kept playing, and uh, you know, spring football is here to stay. Hopefully, this thing can keep rolling, give guys like you great opportunities. Both you guys were able to continue playing the game. So, uh, Gerald, appreciate you uh, leading us into this night. And uh, and with that being said, man, we'll see you next time. Appreciate you, Gerald. Appreciate you close time me. Love y'all, man. Love you, bro. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.